Welcome, welcome to Dynamo's Dozen, the podcast that I bring you each and every single week where we'll talk about whatever may be on my mind from pro wrestling, sports, entertainment, music, movies, musically, fresh socks and jocks, and everything in between, never forgetting the talk. This is Dynamo's Dozen. And you are all very welcome to this week's episode of Dynamo's Dozen. Um, had a very, very uh, good amount of feedback from last week's show where myself and uh, my good friend Joe Beef Dignan discussed our fantasy wrestling WrestleMania card. Um, had a lot of fun with that and I hope all you guys... Uh, Try it out now in the uh, in the week that is actually coming up. Once Sunday is over, once tomorrow's over, it is WrestleMania week, ladies and gentlemen, guys and gals. So I uh, do send me in your 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 fantasy wrestling ma- WrestleMania card, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll discuss it on the show maybe. Um, because next week, as you know, um, we are going to be doing a dual podcast, myself and uh, Carl King Woe. On his King Woe's Court, that is, again, where the concept of the uh, Fantasy WrestleMania card came from. Um, and scenes as it is WrestleMania week, and if you are going to a WrestleMania party, which I'm sure most of you are, and you're not yet kitted out in your new wrestling merch, your favorite wrestler's merch, then let me, the Dynamo, hook you up. Where you need to go is Wrestling Mania. Based on the top floor of St. Stephen's Green Shopping Centre in Dublin's city centre, Wrestling Mania has been providing wrestling and MMA fans with quality merch for well over a decade. Wrestling Mania is the place to go for all the latest shirts, hoodies, DVDs, Blu-rays and accessories. If you're a fan of wrestling history and memorabilia like me, there are always hidden gems to be found at Wrestling Mania. They also provide pre-order services and get this, Wrestling Mania will order in any items that you may need and provide shipping services if you cannot make it to the shop. Wow. Go to Wrestling Mania on Facebook and like and share their page and if you want 20% off in the shop and the build up to Wrestling Mania to get your perfect wrestling shirt from your favorite wrestler keep listening to the rest of the show to find out how you can do this go to wrestling mania on facebook now like and share the page and tell them dynamo sent you so a segment that i've decided to bring back for this week's dynamo's dozen is none other than tales from the deep this is a segment that i'm going to be going uh, forward with it's something where I'll bring some news from different parts of the sporting world to your ear holes. And we'll have a little bit of fun with it too. And something that caught my eye this week, especially, was Khabib and Ferguson, who are going to meet at uh, the UFC number 223. 
they had a real heated exchange uh, during an absolutely chaotic UFC conference call. Um, if you haven't checked it out, do check it out. It's available online pretty much everywhere. And uh, it's a fight almost three years in the making that has seen the promotion book it three times before, only to have it scratched prior to uh, prior to fight night. And a lot has happened since then as Khabib has gone on to add to his undefeated Mark Wolf Ferguson became the interim division champion while Conor McGregor seemed to have taken a permanent hiatus from the fight game but we all know that Conor is going to be lurking in the shadows of that fight so I really can't wait to see that one. Um, sticking with MMA, here's one. Vitor Belfort blasts coward Michael Bisbin and leaves the door open for a return even after his retirement fight. So, Michael Bisman uh, has been looking for a retirement fight since losing the UFC middleweight title. And earlier this week, a former champion revealed on his Believe You Me podcast that he is interested in fighting on the upcoming UFC Liverpool card. Absolutely makes all the sense in the world. Although he wasn't particularly keen on fighting uh, Vitor Belford, if that were who, uh, who the UFC would want him to face. And I quote... I don't want to fight Vitor Dadbod Belfort, who looks like he should be embarrassed to have his shirt off, 100%, Bisman said. I'm not turning him down, I'm just saying that's not somebody I want to share an octagon with. I have zero respect for the guy. Very harsh words from Michael Bisman, would, would you expect anything less? And it wasn't the first time Bisbin has taken a shot at Belfort, in fairness, over the possibility of a rematch. But it did seem to get a reaction out of the former light, uh, light heavyweight champion, who responded by calling Bisbin simply a coward and saying the Count was just making excuses over losing to him. He's a coward, Belfort told MMA Junkie recently. That Englishman is a coward. I'd never seen a coward Englishman before. He took a blow, got stunned, and he has his lame excuses, you know. Leave him with his arrogance over there in England. Okay, so Vitor uh, fired back with some heavy shots as well. This is far from the first time, in fairness, that Belfort and Bisbin have had another go at each other. They've been constantly at it, to be fair, over the years. And earlier this year... Belfort was floated as a possible retirement opponent for Bisbon, who was equally as disinterested in uh, in the fight back then, prompting Belfort to, to take a shot at Bisbon on his Instagram account, of all places, for leaving the sport through the back door. So, obviously, there is a lot of bad blood. Um, if you go back to 2013, Belfort KO'd Bisbon, though the loss has always irked Bisbon since... Uh, Belfort was on testosterone replacement therapy, uh, none other than TRT at the time, um, which in fairness a lot of them have been on, athletes throughout you know, all sports. Um, and Belfort had uh, a medical use exemption for the treatment, but Bisbin has always maintained that the therapy, which has since been banned in MMA, provided an unfair advantage for Belfort. Um, all of this, to be fair, um, as, as Belfort is currently preparing for his own retirement fight, he's going to be facing Lyoto Machida, which I can't wait to see, and that's just going to be a few weeks before the UFC Liverpool, uh, unless, of course, the UFC wants to make him an offer, which can always happen. UFC is in need of kind of upping their game again, not saying that it's um, 
that, that it ain't a good product anymore because it is but it's just taking a little bit of a little bit of a um, downturn in, uh, in in the levels of interest to the broad range of uh, of non-fan of of the sport if uh, if I may be so bold as to say that um, though he does say that he's intent on retiring after his fight with with fellow uh, fellow Brazilian Machida and to be fair though Belfort says that he does leave the door open for another fight or two if the money is right it's always going to be that way um, to uh, to pick a quote from Belfort um, it's what I said in reality it will be my final fight and my journey is ending but nothing that a good contract what seven digits can't do in terms of helping us return I'll keep training I love doing this but there needs to be a meaning there needs to be a purpose and it needs to be something that makes sense so I'd keep my eye open on this one um, it's it's something I'm quite interested in I do like seeing the old legends fight even if they aren't at the, the level that they necessarily were in their prime that's just athletes in general um, but I would uh, I would watch this space with regards Vitor Belfort and Michael Bisbon. And next from Tales from the Deep we have a headline that reads Nevada Commission files official complaint against Canelo Alvarez in the doping case. Now, it still remains fairly unclear if the uh, if the the rematch between Canelo and uh, Golovkin will still happen on May the 5th, but Recent events certainly haven't uh, helped the chances of that fight happening um, because the Nevada Athletic Commission um, executive, executive Director, should I say, Bob Bennett, wrote in a statement on Thursday that he's completed his investigation into Alvarez's two drug test failures and will file an official complaint against the superstar boxer. Uh, Alvarez's disciplinary hearing will be April the 18th in Las Vegas and a planned hearing um, Friday to extend his temporary suspension was cancelled, Bennett said. Um, Alvarez failed two drug tests for the banned substance clenbuterol, stemming from samples collected on February the 17th and February the 20th. Bennett said last week the commission has been investigating the situation since March 5th when news broke of the positive tests. Last Friday, the uh, DNAC, Nevada Athletic uh, Commission, made the move to temporarily suspend Alvarez. The rematch between Alvarez and Golovkin is technically still scheduled for May the 5th at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, but it is in jeopardy. To be fair, uh, the two stars fought to a split draw on September 16th, and uh, to go off that quote um, was an absolute sham. Um, great fight, but an absolute sham of a result. Um, but Bennett said, after completing my investigation, I made the determination to file a complaint against Mr. Alvarez and set the matter for a disciplinary hearing during the commission's regularly scheduled meeting on April 18th. Therefore, I am cancelling the hearing that was scheduled for Friday, March 30th. Now, it needs to be said that Canelo has denied knowingly taking the prohibited drug um, so when his promoter Golden Boy released the information of the first failed drug test earlier this month it said that there was evidence that the clenbuterol came from contaminated meat in Alvarez's native Mexico okay meat being tainted with clenbuterol is a legitimate occurrence in Mexico and China 
and has been noted by the World Anti-Doping Agency, WADA, for years. Um, I don't know enough um, of that claim to um, to kind of elicit a, a, an educated response, so therefore I'm going to leave that one alone. Um, but Golden Boy's claim was backed up by Daniel Eichner, the director of BADA, um, accredited lab SMRTL in Salt Lake City. Eichner said in the release that the levels are all within the range of what is expected from meat contamination. So obviously the levels weren't extremely high, so it is a possibility too. Um, I'll let the experts come up to that conclusion, but um, the testing for the bout was conducted by the Voluntary Anti-Doping Agency, VADA. Um, when the positive test results came back, Alvarez said he would finish his camp in the United States and submit to any manner of drug testing, therefore leading into the Golovkin bout. So this uh, fight that could possibly be in jeopardy seems to stem from the Nevada Athletic Commission. So... I mean, Bob Bennett, I'm sure, has known about these kind of instances of maybe doping within big fights in the past. Um, I don't know why this one, I, I guess it's because it's on such a, there's been such controversy around this fight that it's possibly um, making them kind of come out and, and kind of make a statement, not just both verbally, but, you know, um, being shown to, to um, be a... Uh, to be an organization that takes it very very serious i just find it um strange that on this one particular um occurrence that they're they're uh, kind of going above and beyond maybe if they're going to be consistent with it going going forward then fair enough but um i don't know i would like to see how this pans out personally i would like to see the fight happen because i think regardless of whether there's clem butrol um in his uh in his system um <laughs> he's still fairly got a Got his ass handed to him, in my opinion, in that fight. And um, I, I don't think the outcome will be any different. Um, it would just be a case of whether the, uh, ju the judicial system, in regards to the boxing judges outside, would uh, be able to do their job on this occasion. Um, and uh, I think I'll leave it at that one. I'm actually going to um, gonna talk about something a little bit different here, actually. Um... Something that I don't talk about on on uh, Dynamo's Dozen is GA, GAA, our uh, our Irish sport, and the headline reads: GAA report makes radical proposals, and what it is in regards to, it is literally about um, pay for the athletes and managers and the staff within um, the counties. So the payment of an allowance to inter-county players and the abolition of provincial councils are among the proposals made in a radical leaked uh, GAA report. The document dubbed towards 2034 comes from a committee set up by former president Egan O'Fergal and is designed to spark widespread debate. The report also recommends the relaxation of the rule forbidding rugby and soccer being played at GA venues other than Croke Park. At the moment, the managers and players receive nothing more than an out-of-pocket expenses for the time, which would be gas money, and probably that's about it. However, this may change in the future at the top level, with no change in policy foreseen for club players and managers. Um, the report, which uh, which says by 
2034, uh, the GA will have developed a model to recognise the time and effort contributed by senior inter-county players and their respective managers. This will facilitate effective budgeting where senior inter-county players and managers will retain their existing amateur status but have their value to the association and their enormous commitment to their sport recognised by a defined and agreed allowance. Yeah, I think it's about time. Um, I think uh, with the amount of sponsorship that is around um, within, within Gaelic, and that players should be getting paid and I know that a lot of the guys get paid from their respective you know their personal sponsors that they have set up for themselves but I think with the organization and um, the size of the GAA and the amount of money that they take in that there should be some sort of um, system where um, you know there, there, there's gate receipts and stuff like that from around the country that there, there is a, sort, a certain um, pay structure that can allow these athletes to not be amateur athletes but be pro athletes because it's a great sport I mean Sky Sports are now um, promoting the hell out of it and I think I think it's about time that we, we see the hard work that these guys uh, go through actually um, come to some sort of fruition financially for, for them and their families and the people behind the scenes as well so um, it's a proposal probably not the best proposal so far because it's very vague um, a defined and agreed allowance, I don't know, but it's a start. Um, I'm going to finish up um, Tales from the Deep this week with <laughs> a headline that really caught my eye. Um, i got to say, it's, uh, it reads, Greek club owner banned for three years after carrying a gun onto a football pitch. So the owner of Greek Super League club... PAOK has been given a three-year stadium ban and fined €100,000 after carrying a gun onto the pitch during a match with AEK Athens. Even Savidis uh, had to be held back after he tried to confront the referee when a late goal was allowed, then disallowed by officials in the game on March the 11th. The match was suspended with officials calling the fixture a nil-nil draw. PAOK have also been docked three points and will start next season with a two-point deduction, the Super League announced. The club, who will drop to fourth place in the standings as a result of the sanctions, will also play their next three matches behind closed doors and have been issued a separate fine of €63,000. And FIFA's monitoring committee later on Thursday sent an open letter to the FIFA Council in which it recommended an immediate suspension of the HFF, Greek Football Federation, from FIFA membership. Um... On March 12th, the next day, um, the Greek Deputy Minister of the Sport suspended the Greek Super League and Greek Cup until all First Division clubs had signed a declaration of condemning violence and undertaken to amend the HFF Disciplinary Code. The suspension was lifted earlier this week by the Greek government. However, the MOCO's letter read, Regretfully and independently of whether or not the suspension decided by the Deputy Minister of Sport had been lifted, the MOCO of the opinion that we have come to is that the current situation of Greek football with its repeated episodes of violence does not allow the HFF to guarantee a smooth running of the national competitions. Against this background, the MOCO urges 
the FIFA Membership Association's Committee to analyze the current situation of the HFF without delay and to refer the case to the FIFA Council for consideration. The MOCO unanimously recommends an immediate suspension of the HFF from FIFA membership. So, you know, not only uh, issues in, in Greek politics and in uh, everyday life for the Greek people, but also now, um, which seems to be a, a long-running thing, episodes in Greek sport as well. You can only hope that it all gets resolved because, you know, Panathinaikos, POK and, and, and all these teams, AEK Athens, are historically... Uh, around competitions like the Champions League and the uh, the UEFA League, the UEFA League, I call it the Europa League. Well, it used to be the UEFA Cup, so uh, I'm old school, and I would like to see it resolved and uh, and let these guys still play because one one jabroni shouldn't define a sport, so uh, and especially a country's sport. So that about does it for this week's. Uh, tales from the deep and i hope you enjoyed it because it will be an occurring thing going forward me bringing you some ridiculous instances of news but also some very relevant instances of news that you all enjoy um, from different sports and uh, which is going to bring me on to my next topic um, the premier league is back finally after a couple of weeks of international football which i I really do find international friendlies in a mid-season very, very boring and it hinders everything. You know, it may help some clubs to um, to find their feet again or to, you know, help some players recover and whatnot. But screw that. I, 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 I just, I'm not into it. The World Cup, we're going to have enough international football during the World Cup. We have it with the qualifiers as well during the year. Leave it at that. Let them play the odd friendly, fair enough. But it shouldn't be nearly two weeks of, of no um, no Premier League just for this. Um, so it's, um, it's gotten to a case where I don't even enjoy watching international football anymore. I find myself watching to see if the players... Um, from my respective club, which is Chelsea, have had any injuries, and if they haven't had any any injuries, then I'm happy to see that they may have played well or scored. Um, so, the Premier League is back this weekend. As we speak today, um, Liverpool have just won two one against Crystal Palace. Um, yeah, very edgy. Uh, I dare say that Liverpool kind of got a little bit of luck during the match, but hey. Like I always say, if I'm gonna say, if I'm gonna be fair, luck does even itself out over the course of a season. So Liverpool are really solidifying the fact that they're gonna have a, a top four finish, and hey, they could even possibly get second, which I really, really believe is a possibility now. Um, especially if Man City win later today against Everton, which I expect them to do, they could then go into the Manchester derby next week and win. At man win against Manchester United, win the league, so that would be absolutely something. Um, it would be great for the Manchester City fans, but I uh, don't think the Manchester United fans would really take that um, take that lightly. Put it that way. But um, what I'm going to do, and going forward, I'm going to do this uh, on on every uh, every Dynamo's dozen. I'm actually going to go through the Premier League fixtures because I know a lot of you guys and gals are football fans who listen to this show, and I am going to do my predictions for today. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through the fixtures for this weekend, and I'm going to give my prediction. And hell, if you want to slate me on my Facebook page on Dynamo's dozen, if you want to 
go and sign up to my mailing list which is dynamosdozen at gmail.com I do implore you to go to my mailing list at dynamosdozen.gmail.com and sign up because like I said I'm going to have lots and lots of Dynamos Dozen merchandise to be given away to you the Dynamos Dozen listeners and uh, if you sign up there it's going to be easier for me to communicate with you guys and gals so I do implore you, once again, like I always do, to go and sign up to the Dynamos Dozen uh, mail list, which is dynamosdozen at gmail.com, and uh, we can interact that way. We can get suggestions for the show. Um, we can possibly have some of you guys and gals on the show, but there's going to be lots of competitions coming up over the next few episodes, which is going to see you win some exclusive prizes and some of the beautiful Dynamos Dozen merch that will be coming out over the next couple of weeks. So go and sign up to the mailing list at uh, dynamosdozen at gmail.com. More to come a little bit later on. But I'm going to go through the Premier League fixtures today and I'm going to make my predictions. And if you want to whoop my ass on Twitter verbally about it, you want to whoop my ass on Facebook about it on the Dynamos Dozen page, then you go right ahead. <laughs> I, I'm spilling my spilling my predictions out here now. So we got Brighton at home to Leicester City. I'm gonna go for a I'm gonna go for an away win, but I think it's gonna be narrow. Um, possibly a Jamie Vardy goal one nil. I'm gonna go for a Leicester win. Man United at home to Swansea. I think with Liverpool winning today. Uh, Man United cannot afford to lose at home, especially going into next week's game with Manchester City. Um, so I'm going to say that it's a home win, possibly an Alexis Sanchez goal, finally. Um, it's about time he scored for the money that he's on. So I'm going to say Alexis Sanchez will get his, his, his goal. Uh, I know he has scored already, but I mean, he's not played very well, let's be honest. Um, so I'm going to say Alexis Sanchez possibly a Pogba and a Lukaku goal as well um, Newcastle at home to Huddersfield Ooh, um, Newcastle been on a bit of a run here now um, our Chelsea boy is, is doing very very well for them Kennedy um, he scored two goals in the last game last two games so I'm gonna say I'm gonna go for a Newcastle win with my boy Kennedy to score and I'm not going to pick a, a, a result. I'm just going to say a Newcastle win. Um, who else we got? Watford against Bournemouth. Um, I can't see anything other than a Watford win here. Um, I don't know why. It's just I have a feeling Watford have been up and down. But I feel that uh, I do feel that Watford are going to take this game. Um, again, I can't. Maybe by maybe by two. Maybe by two. Um, West Brom v Burnley now this one is a, a hard one to call because West Brom have been uh, not the best this season to be fair um, Burnley started the season off pretty well um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go for an away win here I'm gonna say Burnley win West Ham v Southampton <coughs> I fancy West Ham today um, I think since uh, David Moyes has taken over They've really, uh, they've really kind of upped their game over the last while. Um, there's obviously a lot of uh, a lot of infighting with West Ham at the moment and problems with their fans and the board and whatnot. But um, I'm going to go for a comfortable, comfortable, um, comfortable West Ham win, home win, and then Everton v City, which is the late kickoff today, um, 5:30 kickoff, BT Sports. 
uh, I can't see anything other than a way win. To be honest with you, I think Man City can see the they can see the land now. They've been they've been uh, they've been sailing very very quickly to the shore, and uh, I think they can see they they can see home now. And I think they're they're about to um, just close in on on the Premier League title. So I, I predict a uh, Man City a Man City away win, and then tomorrow we've got Arsenal v Stoke. Um, couldn't really care about either of these teams, but I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for a home win tomorrow. I do think Arsenal might just edge it. Um, I think Wenger comes under immense criticism from his own fans. For that you know, considering everything that the man has done for the club, um, some of the hate that he gets is pretty unwarranted in my opinion. Uh, being a Chelsea fan, I'd love to, to kind of have a manager that can have that kind of longevity and build a build a dynasty, a couple of dynasties, um, in the way that Arsene Wenger has done. So I'm gonna go for a uh, I'm gonna go for a home win tomorrow with Arsenal v Stoke, which <laughs> leads me to last but not least, my team Chelsea against Spurs. Um, this is historically a very, very volatile game, um, as you may have noticed over the past couple of seasons. Spurs have not won against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge since 1990 in the league, and I don't think they're about to change that um, stat anytime soon. So I am going for a home win tomorrow, and I think Alvaro Morata, coming off the back of his goal against Leicester City, will score again. I don't think it will be a whitewash for Chelsea, no. Um, I think we do have goals conceded in us, unfortunately, at the moment. Um, but I can see maybe a 2-1 win with a Marcos Alonso and Morata. Um, Morata goals and, I don't know, Tottenham might get a penalty because the FA feels sorry for them or something like that. So that's what I'm going with. And uh, they are my Premier League predictions for this week. Let me know. If I'm right or wrong, only a few hours to go will tell me. So, um, and I'm sure you will all tell me too. So, that's the Premier League for this week. And another thing um, that I want to talk about going forward is the wonderful art of MMA. It's something that I don't really talk about on this podcast quite a lot, um, mainly because I've been out of tune with the MMA world for for quite a while. Not that I don't still love and respect it. Um, just that, you know, boxing uh, for me uh, at, the, at, the, at the moment, boxing for me has always been my kind of number one sport, as you all know at this stage. But um, a lot of you guys have actually been clamoring for me to do a little bit of MMA talk. And, I, I you know, I listen. So, therefore, I will, uh, I will do it. And, I mean, why not start with, uh, with the UFC? number 223 which is uh, which is obviously coming up next week um it's going to be uh, an amazing show but it looks like i mean the the the, the car is the card seems to be to be pretty stacked and i've been i've been uh been doing my research on this one as i said i mentioned earlier with ferguson and khabib um, that's going to be an amazing, amazing fight for me. Um, and then we've got Namajunas against Joanna, and that's number two. So that's going to be a, that's going to be a co-headline, co-main event. Um, it's going to be a great show. Um, so it's in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. And we'll go through the card. Um, we'll start from bottom to the top. So with the preliminary um, card, we've got... 
Um, and by the way, just so we know, um, I don't know all these fighters. I'm still getting uh, to to terms with, with because the world of MMA is a lot different, as we know, to the world of of um, of pro wrestling. I know my pro wrestling inside out. I'll always have a name on the tip of my tongue or a name to the ear. I always keep my ear to the ground. I always know um, of somebody that that's up and coming or someone that's been around for a long time. So it's a different uh, it's a different ball game as everybody knows. So whereas in the world of MMA, somebody could be coming from out of nowhere and all of a sudden they've a four and all record and <laughs> could have only been the space of maybe six months. So. Um, do do bear with me while I try to delve into this wonderful world of MMA again and try and give my opinion and perspective, which once again you are more than welcome. And I challenge you and implore you to critique my uh, my 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 views and definitely my pronunciations because the first fight that I see is a featherweight fight with Zabit Mago Magodem Shafirov. Megadem Shapirov, so that's a, that's a pretty cool name, in fact, while I'm pronouncing that name, it's definitely got to be of Russian origin, surely, oh, it, it is, here we go, so, Zabit Magamaden Shapirov, so that's a pretty cool name, um, against Kyle Boshniak, um, then we got a light heavyweight fight with Devin Clark against Mike Rodriguez, a women's flyweight with Beck Rawlings against Ashley Evans-Smith. And then a featherweight fight between Alex Kacherez and our boy. This is someone I do know, Artem Lobov. Um, somebody that I've talked to on Facebook quite a bit. Um, quite a gentleman, actually, any, any interaction I've had with him. Uh, maybe that's someone we can try and get on the get on the show down the line, Artem. It's good to see his, uh, his name cropping up there. Um, does that mean Connor's gonna be at the show? Mm -mm -mm. So we move on to the the, re the real prelims, um, which will be on Fox Sports One. Just to mention that there, the, the first preliminary card will be a UFC fight pass. So, um, the preliminary card that will be shown on Fox Sports One will start with Evan Dunham. I'm familiar with Evan against Olivier Aubin Mercier, um, a lightweight fight. A another lightweight fight, Joe Lazon versus Chris. Grutzmacher, um, and then a flyweight fight with Ray Borg versus Brandon Moreno, and then a woman's straw weight with Carolina Kovalcevic and Felis 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 Herrig. Okay, Felis Herrig. There we go. Never heard of the girl. Uh, hope she wins though. So uh, then we move on to the main card, and we've got Al Yaquinta, formerly of Juventus Football Club, um, versus Paul Felder. Um, and then in the lightweight division, Enrico Chiesa's son, former international Italian football player, uh, Michael Chiesa. None of the last statements I've said are true, but you know what? I'm making it. A, I'm making some familiarity of it to myself. <laughs> um, we'll face Anthony Pettis. We all know exactly who Anthony Pettis is. Promised quite a lot. He's on this card. Um, and then in featherweight, we've got Renato Mocano against Calvin Qatar. And then again, we move on to the to the, the co-main events. And it starts off with the women's strawweight versus with uh, Rose Namayunas against Joanna Kedrigic. Um I hope I pronounced that one right too. But I definitely know exactly who these two guys are. And it is for the lightweight title, the interim lightweight title. And it's going to be Tony Ferguson versus Khabib. Um, 
So, rumor and innuendo has it that Conor McGregor, I don't know, it could be fact now, um, but that Conor McGregor will be in the crowd for that fight and uh, will possibly face the winner of that fight or he's going to have something to say to the winner of that fight. Conor will always have something to say regardless because uh, if he's going to be at a UFC show in Brooklyn, then he's not just there to take part. <laughs> but he is there to take part. He's not just there to sit his ass down and say nothing. So... And that is going to be a very, very, very interesting uh, UFC. And it's going to be, like I say, honestly, because uh, I want to be honest with you guys and gals, um, the first UFC that I've watched in quite a while. Um, well, in a few months anyway. Um, the last one I watched. When was the last one I watched? It was... Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Oh, it was actually Michael Bisman. Yeah, when he lost. So um, That was the last UFC I watched. So I will be, uh, will be really, really looking forward to uh, to seeing the, the this uh, UFC and hopefully get back in the wagon of UFC and be able to bring some uh, some views on that to you um, every now and then going forward on Dynamo's Dozen. But um, one thing that um, I do need to talk about on Dynamo's Dozen is that we are coming into WrestleMania season. So the fact that we're coming into WrestleMania week, I'm saying season, WrestleMania week, it's actually only a week away. Um, it, it, the so far what we've got looks pretty good. Um, I've been following it, so I'm kind of up to date with what it what what is happening, and um, I'm I'm really liking what I'm seeing. I think this promises to be a really really good card. Um, it's in my favorite city, um, of New Orleans, and I think yeah, I have a feeling that it's gonna be, it's gonna be really really good. I mean, some of the storylines that are now starting to come out. Are, are are amazing um between the two shows that they have um at the moment are are really really good um so i mean if we go through what we have um with the cards so far um we we, we can start with the the Andrade joint memorial battle royal um there's obviously going to be a few faces in there that you know that we we don't expect so that will obviously be a, a kickoff. Then we got the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, um, which has a lot of, you know, it has a lot of gals in it. And I think it's about time that they did have that. To be fair, because um, so far I know the participants that we have is Sasha Banks, uh, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Becky Lynch, oh hoy, Naomi, Natalia, and Bailey. So um, that that will be good. And obviously with the controversy of the the name, the the fabulous Moolah um, with her name to it, and all those allegations, um, it it is just going to be called the uh, the women's battle royal. Um, not really my place to to talk about the controversies of the fabulous Moolah. Um, you know, especially with the years of allegations that are that, that were proclaimed and that she'd monopolized women's wrestling in North America. I don't know about it. Uh, don't know enough about it um, to to really get into it maybe a will down the line with somebody that that knows a little bit more about it and i can do my research on it but you know again uh, as we stand now i don't uh don't have an opinion on it just delighted to see that there is a women's battle royal with with some of the best um female talent in the world participating in it um and then of course the amazing news that daniel bryan is now back wrestling has been cleared to wrestle 
Um, it's going to be teaming up with Shane McMahon against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I have a feeling this could be an absolutely brilliant match, especially uh, with stipulations that if, uh, if Owens and Zayn win, that they will uh, they'll be rehired. But if not, it's sayonara. So it's going to be interesting what, what WWE come up with for that one. Um, then we go to... Uh, with Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey against Triple H and Steph, it's a mixed tag team match, obviously. Um, I'm really looking forward to that, to be fair, because I think the booking behind it was absolutely brilliant, considering that you're putting in Kurt and Triple H. Kurt's been, you know, roiling to have a mania moment for a, a long time. I mean, when Kurt came back there not so long ago, it was uh, we've obviously seen him in the ring since. He didn't look as bad as some people said, and I think thrown Kurt in with Hunter um, those boys will obviously be be um, be, be in, in cruise control of the vehicle that that, that match will be um, it will be interesting because I think both of those guys can still go um, on these especially on these one-off type of occasions and especially at, on a stage like Wrestlemania I think it will be really really good um, that that the two girls because I mean Steph isn't it? she's not worth a, a lot in terms of uh, her in-ring wrestling ability um, and Ronda is obviously new so she's green as hell um, so to be honest with you I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how um, those exchanges between Ronda and Steph um, play out and I think Ronda's definitely a hard worker we know that um, and Steph is obviously a great a great heel and uh, a great antagonist so um that will be that will be a good match and then we got cedric alexander against mustafa ali and um, the tournament final for the vacant wwe cruiserweight championship thanks to uh enzo so uh, one of these boys will be will be taking that and then the usos um versus the new day uh, versus the bludgeon brothers so that's a triple threat tag team match and we got cesaro and sheamus versus braun Strowman. And someone who is to be decided. Um, Charlotte Flair, who is the champion, uh, the, the SmackDown Women's Champion, will face Asuka. Cannot wait to see that. Alexa Bliss, who is the Raw Women's Champion, to face Nia Jax. Again, going to be a great match. Um, United States Fatal 4-Way match between Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal and Rusev. I'm hoping for a Randy Orton heel turn. Um, the Miz, the best talker in the game, versus Seth Rollins and... Finn Balor for the uh, WWE Intercontinental Championship and then in the two main events we've got AJ Styles versus Nakamura for the WWE Championship Styles being the champion and Brock Lesnar the current champion against Roman Reigns so I'm not going to do any predictions on that this week because like I said on next week's show it's going to be a dual podcast uh, where my show will be giving you the same content that Carl King Wall's show King Wall's Court, um, and we are both going to be uh, releasing the same podcast because we're going to be giving you some nostalgia, bringing you back some great memories from WrestleMania years gone by, um, talking about some of our favorite WrestleMania moments, and maybe hopefully able to bring a little bit of nostalgia. And this will just be before WrestleMania, so I mean the show won't drop until until possibly the uh, the next day, the Monday after, but it might might be able to give you some sort of little uh, perspective on, on, on what, what, where we were just before 
the main event starts and the main event being the whole show for me um so yeah we're going to be doing that we're going to be um bringing you something quite unique actually two two different podcasts giving you the exact same show um don't know if it's been done in ireland before certainly not in the irish wrestling or music scene um, but uh, it's going to be something that we'll be bringing you next week and of course we will be previewing and doing our predictions on the show as well so that's Wrestlemania and of course AJ Anthony Joshua um, and Parker is coming up tonight which I want to talk about but um, before I do talk about uh, Anthony Joshua and Parker and of course Wrestlemania when you are going to be watching Wrestlemania or when you are going to be watching your fight tonight Okay, no matter what house party you're going to, you're gonna wanna bring some beers. Doesn't matter where it is, you're not gonna go empty-handed, and you're gonna wanna drink some beers. And and if you like myself, enjoy a good quality beer, then you need to look no further than Kelly's Mountain Brew. Kelly's Mountain Brew produce five of the best alcoholic beverages that can be found anywhere on the planet and I mean anywhere let's start with Justice the first beer produced by Kelly's Mountain Brew this easy drinking beer which is a pale ale with put some color on your face Revolution a delicious ruby red ale that will put some hair on your chest Revenge, an award-winning ruby porter that can be enjoyed with an extra hot vindaloo if you're man enough or woman enough, or quite simply, enjoy it on its own. Redemption, this badass IPA can be enjoyed with spicy Mexican food and will kick your ass harder than Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we finish with Pride, the perfect match with a pizza, or the perfect beer for a match. Pride is a pilsner that will make you proud to be Irish. Kelly's Mountain Brew is a family-run business in Kildare and all Kelly's Mountain Brew beers are vegan friendly so they can be enjoyed by everyone no matter what your taste. They can be found at stores like Tesco, Super Value, Londis and Centra nationwide and for more information on where to find Kelly's Mountain Brew go to kellysmountainbrew.com that's kellysmountainbrew.com and you don't have to be in the Dynamo Kelly to drink them because they are the best in the land okay so before I close off the show with Anthony Joshua versus Joseph Parker which will be happening tonight and by the time you hear this will uh, will have already uh, been decided um, I do want to mention to you because I promised you earlier when I mentioned Wrestling Mania that I would tell you how you can get 20% off all merchandise in store and I mean absolutely everything that is in store coming up to Wrestlemania week if you don't have your favorite merchandise from your favorite wrestler you got your new t-shirt, your new accessories, whatever it may be, and you need to do so now. And you can get 20% off all merch in WrestleMania. And all you have to do is like and share Dynamo's Dozen and mention Dynamo's Dozen at the time of purchase in-store. It's that simple. All you need to do to get 20% off all merchandise in-store 
in Wrestling Mania in Stevens Green at the top floor is like and share Dynamo's Dozen, the page on Facebook, and mention Dynamo's Dozen at the time of purchase. And if you want an extra special gift, like I say, go and join the mailing list for Dynamo's Dozen, which is dynamosdozen at gmail.com. That's dynamosdozen at gmail.com. And you will get a surprise gift sent to you by me personally. Okay? A surprise gift sent to you by me personally. And it is Dynamo's Dozen orientated. So, if you, like me, like to uh, watch your money and get a little bit of a discount on your favorite merchandise and whatever it may be, go like and share Dynamo's Dozen's Facebook page and mention Dynamo's Dozen at the time of purchase in-store at Wrestling Mania to get 20% off all merchandise or even a bunch of merchandise. How good is that? So, I think you'd be foolish not to do it. I'm looking forward to see you save some money. And I'm looking forward to seeing you mail me on dynamosdozen at gmail.com. I'll sign you up to the mailing list and you will be in with a shout to win some great merchandise going forward. So before we wrap up the show with uh, Joshua and Parker, um, I do just want to give a special mention to a good friend of the show and a good friend of mine, Mr. Al Foran, the absolute genius impressionist and comedian, um, who started his tour um, there last week on March 23rd at the Limelight in Belfast. I know the Limelight well, great venue. Um, and then he, he done one then the only last night then in Cork, in the Cork Opera House. Um, Al Foran's tour is going to get bigger. This man is an absolute genius. He's been on my show. If you've not seen him on my show as of yet, well, then you really, really need to go back and listen to that one from the vaults. Um, he is going to be playing um, tonight as well in Limerick in Dolan's Pub and schedule this April 14th. Al Foran, his impersonate this tour, will be in Vicker Street. Um, it's going to be an amazing show. I know I'm going to be there. Um, Al Ford, like I said, is an absolute genius, a good friend, and um, I, I wish him nothing but success on this tour, but he doesn't need my luck and he doesn't need my well wishes uh, because the guy is just an absolute genius. If you've not seen Al Ford before, go check out all of his amazing impressions on YouTube and on Facebook. Go to uh, facebook.com forward slash pg forward slash alforan comedy um, and you will be able to find alforan there because the guy is an absolute legend and he is one of the most hilarious, hilarious human beings I've ever had the pleasure to talk to but also a gentleman at the same time. But let's finish the show out with what I've, uh, what I've been looking forward to for a number of weeks now. And that is Anthony Joshua versus Joseph Parker. It's finally going to happen tonight in the uh, Principality Stadium in Cardiff in Wales. It's going to be an absolute huge, huge event. I think 80,000 80, people um, are expected to uh, to be there for, for pretty much 80,000. The capacity is 78, but let's just make it, uh, make it kayfabe and uh, make it better. This is a fight between two undefeated fighters in Anthony Joshua and Joseph Parker. Anthony Joshua been 
representing the United Kingdom and Joseph Parker representing New Zealand if you didn't already know this is a fight I've been looking forward to for quite a while because Joseph Parker has been in the conversation of heavyweights for a number of years now <clears throat> but because he's not necessarily a huge name um, hasn't been in the conversation to the uh, to the layman, to the public, to the people that wouldn't follow the fights. But Joshua, make no mistake, knows exactly what he's in for. He knows he's in for a fight against a Kiwi who is a badass motherfucker. And um, it's going to be an amazing, amazing fight for me personally. Um, it's something I've been looking forward to for a while. If we go to the tail of the tape... Um, it's very evenly matched. Um, obviously Joshua's got twenty fights and twenty victories, all by KO. But um, Joshua's record is very impressive with twenty-four victories and eighteen KOs. Um, it, 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 in terms of height, there's only two inches in it. Joshua comes in at six-six. Parker comes in at six-four, and the weight difference. Initially, Joshua was the bigger guy, but he weighed in a couple of pounds lighter than Parker on this occasion there the other day, and that's the kind of talk of the town, because Joshua wants to be able to uh, be lighter on his feet and kind of go, um, maybe get it finished early, but be able, but to have a lot more uh, gas in the tank, because he's not fighting a 40-plus-year-old uh, Vladimir Klitschko here. He's fighting uh, Joseph Parker, who is a young, <laughs> young man and a very, very good fighter at that. So, um, I won't bore you with the details, but I'll tell you one thing. This is a fight that will um, possibly throw up a few spanners in the work, in the works for um, AJ if he's not careful. Parker is a phenomenal, phenomenal fighter in terms of his 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 movement, his speed. He's got his 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 uh, his coaches. Are absolutely phenomenal and just so I can give you without name dropping but this is the truth um, I had a conversation there over the past couple of days with Mr. Philip Anselmo who you've heard on the podcast before and we've talked about this fight in depth Phil is going for a, uh, a KO and he mentions brutal KO from Anthony Joshua um, for me I really can't see anything other than a win for Joshua um, if if it was on paper, but this is not on paper. For me, I think there is every possibility of an upset in this fight. But if AJ goes in there and he's he's smart, which he usually is, uh, then he can do it. But the thing about it is, AJ is always known to be able to get into a uh, into a dogfight when he wants, and sometimes I think that is when. Um, he actually is at his weakest because he likes to tear up, but at the same time, the um, the tear ups don't always suit AJ. And we saw that with White before. Um, you kind of going into people's into people's games, and he's you know people are still question the AJ chin. I mean, I don't know why people are still questioning, it considering you know he he's come back from so many knock. You know, over the past couple of fights, he's come from back from so much. Um, Punishment. I mean, without that knockout against Klitschko, he was gone. That was it. That was over. He had that one punch left in him, and uh, he uh, he managed to uh, he managed to come back and pull it off. So for me, I'm going to go for an AJ win. But 
my heart of hearts um, and my 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 being a champion of the underdog I'm hoping for a Joseph Parker win um, so I uh, I really cannot wait for this fight so with that um, that is about it for Dynamo's Dozen this week um, it's been a pleasure talking to all you guys and gals once again like I said go and sign up for the mailing list on Dynamo's Dozen at gmail.com for that 20% off at Wrestling Mania please go like and share the Dynamo's Dozen Facebook page and mention Dynamo's Dozen in store at time of purchase for 20% off all of your purchases um, and until next week when I uh, when I join Carl King Woe and Carl King Woe joins the Dynamo um, for our special uh, dual episode of Dynamo's Dozen and King Woe's Court for Wrestlemania night um, it, it's been my pleasure and I will talk to you guys again and with that it is Dynamo over and out